Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 79 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, Overwatch League is finally back after weeks of them teasing us, us predicting matches that were never going to happen. They actually did it this week. Um, while it was like a shortened week weekend from what originally had been planned, it still happened. We still got games. That's all that matters. I don't really care that NY, obviously NYXL, Vancouver, um, London, all had to not be included in this weekend when they were supposed to be playing this weekend because um, Vancouver and London moved to Korea, whereas uh, NYXL just refused to play. <laughs> they didn't even, they haven't announced that they're moving anywhere. They just said, we're not going to play. We don't want to put the players in danger. Yeah, so. It sounded like they, they don't have the setups like in the, in the apartments that they would need. Um, yep. And they didn't want to travel to to like the team house, which I mean, if I were in New York City, I wouldn't want to travel either. Yeah, that's the that's the city that's getting hit the hardest, which makes complete sense because everyone is basically touching each other at all times in that city. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that. I mean, it, I, it was an interesting response, but I think it's like one of the smarter responses. Honestly, it's different from for other teams. Personally, Boston Uprising, the team lives with each other anyway, so they're going to be near each other all the time. So they might as well play together. Anyways, but yeah, for for players that live in their own individual apartments, it, it's interesting that they have to come together for this one and and um, possibly get each other sick for playing. Um, so yeah, I, I I did expect to see like at least one team kind of do that, but um, those three teams we, we we shouldn't talk about those teams, Joe, because we got to talk about all of the gameplay we got to see this week. <laughs> the teams that actually played, yeah. <laughs> including um, the four Chinese teams that, that put on a show for us. I'll be like their weekend was a completely different weekend from the rest of the teams to me because I had seen all the other teams before. Although the Pacific West division also put out an interesting show. I'll tell you what um, the Chinese teams put on a, a very weird show where they're all one in one now, Joe, yeah. uh, after this weekend. And after the first games, you thought one thing, and then the second games came in, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> who's good? I don't get it." <laughs> it became a whole lot less clear, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, to, to start off the weekend, Shanghai Dragons on Saturday, Shanghai Dragons three would Guangzhou Charge looked so dominant. I think everyone was like. Yep, this team is might be the best team in the league because there's rumors that they're just destroying shock and scrims and destroying everybody in scrims. And after this 3-0, everyone's like, they're here. And then um Hangzhou Spark, I think this was a reverse sweep. Hangzhou Spark beating them three to two. I think so, yeah. Uh beating Chengdu Hunters, that is three to two. Was a reverse sweep. So that one was a uh, a bit closer for sure. Um, but it's a very <laughs> Uh, I, I think the more interesting part, Joe, is is when we get to the next day when the Chengdu Hunters three owed the Shanghai Dragons. Um, but this, I mean, Chengdu Hunters being good wasn't that much of a surprise because they did almost beat Hangzhou yesterday, right? It's true. Yeah, they were. Um, and in fact, I believe this was the match. They were uh, a couple C nines away from three zero or three <laughs> one. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
quite an interesting series. Yep. Oh, God, that I I loved I love watching these teams so much though because I think they're all good. I think the answer this weekend is they're all good. Um, that that's my answer. And I think in our beginning of season power rankings, that's pretty much where we were at too. And preview, like when we previewed this division. We didn't have too much bad to say about any of the teams. We think that we think it's pretty stacked, right? Yeah, I think that's accurate. And you know, just based on, uh, um, yeah, just you know, based on some of the the upgrades that these uh, Eastern teams have made. Um, but yeah, and now that they're playing among each other, you know, I'm sure we're going to see lots of um, you know this kind of parity going forward. But I hope so. Uh, and want to shout out to the the uh, production for for those matches too. Um, obviously, super early, um, super early in the morning, relatively for or I guess we're super late at night uh, for if it, like the East Coast production. So um, that's uh, the casters were actually running that themselves. I think um, it, it was a, it was an interesting transition week <laughs> to go into completely online, but. Um, you know, for the most part, we got lots of lots of good stuff out of that. Yeah, um, we'll probably we could probably talk about that more later. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, may I'll just say it now. Like I think complaining about production right now is irrelevant. Like it, I think no one should be complaining about production. Yeah, um, to have it is you know that's what we need. Yeah, just the fact that we have the game happening right now. Like uh, I know. People, there are ton, as someone who's kind of in production and like in school did a bunch of production stuff, I cannot imagine doing that like where everyone's remote and has to do it on their own. Like, I cannot imagine that'd be so hard. So, um, yeah, shout out to the, like, I'm not going to complain about and it, Obviously, there are a lot of screw ups and stuff like that, but who cares? Like, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the people who had to stay, who had to stay up very late to cast these matches. I'm impressed. Um, I think it was Brand Sideshow one the second day, and then I can't remember who it was the first day. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think UberX did one at some point. Maybe okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm interested. <laughs> I I think the. I think the biggest question, I mean, they're all great, Joe. All these teams are good. I, I don't think I ever mentioned the other game. Guangzhou Charge beat Hangzhou Spark 3-2. to two. Hangzhou Spark was in, in two 3-2 two games, two five-mappers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just a circle. It, they are, they're all beating each other, Joe. Uh, but tell me who, even though there were, there were moments of greatness, moments of not so greatness from some of these teams. Who do you? Who are you still most impressed with? Who do you still think can separate themselves from the pack the most out of these four teams? It's a good question. Um, I mean, uh, I might be biased based on my uh, <laughs> predictions for some of these matches, uh, but I think definitely Shanghai has an edge here. Um, in terms of like their the loss to Chengdu was significant, but then I think Chengdu is. Um, the other team uh, out of these four that I'm, I'm looking the most confident on. I mean, when when Jinmu isn't trying to Dragon Blade Far Mercy twice in one map, um, you, you know they, they can get they can get some really good stuff, really good stuff done there. Uh, I, I think Guangzhou is 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 um, 
just trying to settle into some of the things they're trying to run. Like um, the, the story of Guangzhou versus Shanghai was all about Happy on the Widowmaker, um, and the the successes he was uh, he was or was not able to have um, on that. But it, and I mean it, Hangzhou um, with with the really close matches too. I mean you, you know they're right up in there. Uh, I definitely want to see you know as they sort of mix up those four teams now next week. Um, and so after week nine, they will have each um, played the other, uh, played each other team once. Uh, we might have a better idea then, uh, or they might all be two and two. It's it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. <laughs> That'd be insane. We do get the we get a Shanghai Chengdu rematch next week, um, and a Guangzhou Hangzhou rematch. Uh, oh, so, so they so it's not a complete run round yet. Yeah, well, um, they're they're all playing two games. So the first game they they play the team they haven't played yet. So Shanghai plays Hangzhou, and then Chengdu plays Guangzhou, and then on Sunday Chengdu plays Shanghai again, and Guangzhou go. plays Hangzhou. Nice. Uh, um, and still no word on like whether or not um, I'm guessing Vancouver um, and London are going to be joining these teams soon to play them since they're in the same region. Um, yeah, because at this at this point the uh, online schedule has more or less stopped trying. There, well, no, actually, in fact, uh, well, is this accurate? It might be accurate that they've got. Um, at least in the week ten schedule, they've thrown Vancouver into the oh, yeah. into the Eastern mix. Um, so yeah, maybe they've uh, yeah, I think they've they've released through week ten at least. Yeah, looks like Vancouver will be back in week ten, and they are playing Guangzhou and Chengdu. So yeah, I would assume London is going to join them <clears throat> as well. Uh, but I think the reason Vancouver has been thrown in already is they officially are in Korea. I don't know if all of London is yet. So, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. We'll get a little bit more competition for the Chinese teams and get to mix up the games a little bit more. Of course, that competition is being taken away from, it doesn't matter as much for London because literally all the Atlantic teams can play each other and that's a lot of teams. Um, but I guess it kind of matters for, uh, where Vancouver was, um, because now you only have San Francisco, the two LA teams and Dallas playing each other right in the West. So. Yeah, it's true. Kind of, yeah, and soul stinks there, but yeah. oh yeah, and soul. I forgot about soul. So they got, so they got a little bit. Uh, they got a little. They got five teams still. That'll that'll work. Yeah, um, this is this for like the rest of the season too. I would not be surprised if we see now that uh, this is news for later in the show, I guess. But now that the rest of the season is going to be online, would not be surprised to see like NYXL and some other teams go to Korea. So we might just see a lot of teams joining that eastern pool over there yeah that'd be interesting even if like that was purely the team's decision just because like we want we want better matches so we're gonna go somewhere else <laughs> yeah, i don't know i don't know if nyxl wants better matches yeah i think they, might. <laughs> yeah. I think they were if, if they were in the pacific conference i would i would assume nyxl does a lot worse in the regular season i think that's a nice assumption to make i think um but yeah, other games happened, Joe. So let's talk about more games. <laughs> it's true. There were 10 of them. Yeah. Um, They're not loading. Okay, here we go. Um, then we moved on to some good old uh, Overwatch in America 
And uh, we, <laughs> it started with two teams we've already seen a lot of. Um, and I'm sure no one wants to see any more of for the rest of the season. The Toronto Defiant <laughs> and the Boston Uprising. Um, uh, Joe, you could t- I could t- I can talk about map three for Boston Uprising where they uh, that's if you go watch map three, I'll say that is the potential of the Boston Uprising right there. They absolutely dominated that map. And of course, Boston Uprising playing a little bit shorthanded because Bruce had to come in this weekend uh, with very short notice, very, very short notice, like yeah. less than a 24 hours notice. So um, I think map three, though, was super impressive. They played very aggressive, played to their actual play style. Um, and if Boston can do that and hone that for the rest of the season, then they can actually improve, I think. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was uh it was an interesting series that's um obviously a really much needed win for Toronto too. Um who were also like one and three, one and four, something like that. Uh, but but yeah, it was a nice series. Uh I think uh I, I, I actually just uh watched this one this afternoon. But um I, I think I think it was Hex said it best on the cast. He's like, you know, that Boston uh, in lots of ways just lives and dies by Jerry. Um, they, they certainly have in, in in several of their first matches. Um, it's, it's so uh, a lot of the success has to do with um, uh, the success he's able to find it and how they're able to sort of enable that that playmaking ability. Um, but yeah, super nice Hollywood map. Uh, Rialto was a stomp in the other direction. You know, it's it's uh, uh, you, you kind of back and forth with the team sometimes in that way. But um, but, but yeah, um, we'll we'll see uh, more of both teams obviously as we're getting into it. But um, not uh, not necessarily an upset. I don't think uh, is probably fair to say. And now yeah. Boston has a week off. It looks like. Yep. Boston has a week off. We were supposed to play Florida on Friday, but that got canceled. So, um, week off. Um, but yeah, the, the more, I mean, that's really good for Boston and Bruce. And if, if the Mufin, if Mufin ends up getting dropped, we'll talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're rolling with Bruce and from now on, who I think performed pretty well for less than 24 hours notice, honestly. I think there were moments that were definitely like, unfortunately his fault. And that's because he didn't like, he didn't know where he was supposed to be exactly. Um, but I think on Hollywood, he real that like, it's clear he loves that map because I think (laughs) on Sigma, he was, he knew where to be. He was playing really well. Um, really good gravitic fluxes. So I, I, I think Bruce played really well for, for how little time he had to prepare there. So props to him. Um, and then we got into the Pacific West, which we haven't seen since week week one, um, which which was, um, I mean, in this one, it's similar to the Chinese matches, but there is a lot more clear of like a of a top dog here. And the bottom of this of of, of these four teams here is a surprise or should I say a shock? Um, <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let's talk. I think that's the headline. Like, I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to Seoul because of this being the headline. But I think we should talk about the headline first, which is the shock went 0-2 this weekend, losing to both Los Angeles teams. Um, I think a lot of people are a lot more surprised by the losing to Valiant because 
Um, I think everyone knows, thinks the Gladiators at least has the talent to beat Shock. They beat Shock last year, too. Um, so the Valium was a lot more surprising. And as a Gladiators fan, um, is upsetting because I, it made our win against the Shock <laughs> a lot uh, worse. But um, what, were the, what were the Shock doing this weekend exactly, Joe? Because I, I still don't know if they had, like, it seemed like they were switching game plans every second, right? Yeah, a, a lot of experimentation. Yeah, is, is the short answer to that. Um, as far as what were they doing this weekend? I mean, we had, um, you know, all four, um, or maybe they even have five DPS on their roster. I don't know, but we, we saw four different DPS players coming in and out. Um, I think there was one map we saw four DPS, uh, four traditionally DPS players, um, like uh, on the map at once. Uh, <laughs> Sinatra on the Zarya. As well as the Doomfist, uh, we had Architects on Hitscan as well as Theana. We had um, just a bunch of crazy stuff, um, like, like roster-wise, coming out of uh, the San Francisco Shock. Um, uh, Rascal played, played some Brig. Um, I don't, I don't know if you ever played DPS actually this weekend, but played some Brig, um, just like last season. But um, yeah, lots lots of stuff coming out from the shock there, and um, I, I think the general consensus on the internet is on the internet is that's probably uh, uh, one of the contributors to to what happened this weekend. I mean, um, when, for example, uh, I think it was Volskaya against the Gladiators. You know, when when Sinatra's on the Zarya and can't play the Doomfist, you know, that's when Mirror can just absolutely pop off. Um, who is uh, who, who's obviously also a really good doofus, but uh, you know, for example, when you don't have that kind of flexibility, that's um, this is something you struggle with a little bit. But um, yes, the gladiators are super good. Um, they they also got stomped by Soul, which, like you said, that's the the other big uh, the other big uh, match or the the other big story of note here in the like Pacific region, I guess, because it's not a conference, it's not a division. It's like a region now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, know what it is. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then Fallen Valiant too, I mean, um, yeah, it was an off week for San Francisco, you know, maybe, uh, <laughs> was this all because uh, Moth couldn't play Lucio? Uh, it's it's hard, hard to say. Um, I do think, just in general, stepping away from the shock, though, that, um, that this was a really interesting week for the league because of some of the hero bands, like particularly Lucio. Um, Cause I mean, soldier and Sombra and um, Winston are kind of relatively low use, but, but Lucio in particular, not having that it, you could tell like the teams that at least knew what they wanted to do in that kind of situation. Um, and it, it could be that just um, shock was not a team that, that had that kind of solid game plan, uh, which you'd be, which you'd be kind of surprised about. And I guess that's probably not uh, a super likely explanation, uh, but it's possible. Yeah. I definitely felt like hero bands, like kind of, they, they weren't as talked about as you, as, as the first week, because I think the bigger story was like, we're back actually. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. the Chinese teams here or, and all these other teams are here that you haven't seen. Um, uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Lucio's banned, who's like pr- maybe one of like in an Overwatch League, at least he's used so frequently. He's he enables so many comps like without him. It's it's weird. It's a weird game. Right. Um, 
So it, it might just be that for the shock. It might, I don't know what it, like, I, I think they're going to be fine. Like, I think it's safe to say they're going to be fine. They have the best coach in the league. They have players who have obviously done it before and won a championship last year. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it'll be fine. It's just a little bit of an off week and an interesting one. I don't know. Is this weird? Cause Doomfist was kind of meta this week, at least, I don't know, at least against the gladiators, especially where mirror, um, known for his Doomfist um, sort of popped off. And then when mirror was playing Doomfist against soul, not so much. Um, but it, yeah, it was interesting that Sinatra is, as you're saying, Sinatra's their Zarya player and their Doomfist player. Um, so they can't have both at the same time. Uh, but I, I will say I noted everyone noticed a huge difference in how the shock played when Sinatra was in and when Sinatra wasn't in. Like they needed him in, um, which is crazy. I think Sinatra was, did Sinatra play Ryan at one point too? I can't remember. He was mostly in on tank. Oh uh, yeah, he did play Ryan for a while. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he he I think if anything shows that he deserved MVP last year it was this weekend because when he wasn't in, Shock looked not great at all, which was weird. I did like honestly, I didn't think Sinatra was that essential to the team, Joe, and that's kind of worrying to me. Um because of situations like this where you need both Azaria and a Doom. Um so yeah, I mean, as far as the two teams that beat the Shock, I'm also impressed by both of them. Um, especially the I think the Gladiators came out looking pretty good, even against Soul at times looked pretty good. Um, and clearly, they had some nice strategies going on. And Jaru's Hanzo was very good on Volskaya whenever they went there too. So, uh, yeah, impressed by both of them. But you know who I'm most impressed by, Joe? Who are you most impressed by? This old dynasty. Um, I, I, the stocks are rising, Joe, after this weekend. I'll be honest. It's true. Especially, especially for me. Um, I, yeah, whatever was whatever they were feeding the, the London Spitfire boys back in the day, they must have hated it because they're here, they're on soul, and they are loving it here, clearly. Um they're back to their prime. This was like, this was like season one grand finals profit gesture with ocean. Um, they looked so good this weekend, Joe. They looked so good, especially profit. He looked, he looked like that season one grand finals MVP again. Um, and it like, if he keeps this up, if he keeps this consistency up, I think he's easily a top runner for MVP season MVP this year. Like, he impressed the hell out of me this weekend. He's my MVP. Um, Joe's giving it to a little, giving it to more people than I am. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'll go ahead and say it now. Yeah, I was um, sort of looking through like the matches this past weekend, trying to come up with an MVP. Um, and yeah, it was like, well, you know, uh, I was trying to like find teams that had particular success uh, this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, there were several 3-0s. Like, you know, Shanghai had one, Chengdu had one, uh, but they immediately, you know, lost uh, the other way, the next match, or the next match, mm-hmm. or, you know, Gladiators and Valiant um, both took down Shock, but then also, again, lost pretty handily to Seoul. Um, lots of back and forth kind of in these things, um, obviously, and then 
Toronto and Boston, um, Atlanta and Florida. Um, but yeah, but Seoul is the outlier as far as like a team that just ha- had a really good week. Um, and yeah, so you your MVP goes to profit. Um, on our, our episode document, I wrote down, my MVP goes to uh, the old London. Uh, so I went ahead and threw in there profit and gesture and Bedosin, uh <laughs> all now playing for Seoul. But um, but yeah, just a really nice week for really nice week for the dynasty. Yeah. Um, and according to the schedule that's on the website right now, we don't get to see this team again in the next two weeks, which kind of sucks because I, I enjoyed watching this team. They're, they're pretty good. I'll tell you what, um, we could be seeing a season where Seoul actually lives up to their hype as the only Korean team in this league. Um, but yeah, they, I definitely think, and, and our matches to rewatch, by the way, were the, san francisco la games mine was gladiators and joe's was valiant yeah that's true because in fact um <laughs> the the san francisco valiant game um not only was that a good match to watch but also uh for whatever reason uh that was an uber x match um and uh i was just really impressed with uh with uh uber in particular on, on the cast i don't know he had some uh several uh of his his characteristic wordplay moments that i was I was like, "Ooh, that's good." <laughs> so he's had, uh, he's yeah. had weeks. He's had weeks to just write so much wordplay down. Probably that's, that's true. It's been a couple weeks off. Um, yeah. And then when you cast a when you cast a match with with the coaches in it, you know, it's kind of hard to stay serious. <laughs> Very true. Um, there is one game we haven't talked about yet, which was Florida versus Atlanta. And Joe, honestly, I don't think we have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> unless you think it, it's the, like i yeah we talked about uh, both these teams so much this is like the expected outcome of the match don't think there's <laughs> don't think there was any surprises for me personally yeah, for you, I, you I was telling you i wished um if we could have kept an atlantic game i really wanted to see atlanta new york um as it is they won't play um each other for who knows how long but yeah um not exactly a surprise um uh to get this result and in fact this was I think probably the worst um, produced match of the week. Like half the, <laughs> like half the VOD is just um, not good, but you can go find it on YouTube if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not, not fun. That is, a, that is a weird part of the season too, Joe, is that like, we're just never, now we're just never going to see Atlanta, New York until the playoffs um, and do the play. Like, for the playoffs to happen, I feel like it has to be live. So I imagine they're aiming for that still. Um, and I hope they can get that, get that going. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it, this whole season's just going to be very interesting now. Um, but yeah, unless if you have anything else to say about this return, this return week, um, let me know, but I, we can move on to news. If not. Yeah, it's good to be back. We only had, um, 10 matches instead of 16 and 10 next week instead of 22 but <laughs> makes makes it a little bit more manageable as far as that goes for us for sure <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, as far as news goes uh, we got us recording on Thursdays we get we get that hero ban on Thursdays Joe and this week um, a lot less bans which is nice um, only wrecking ball Hanzo Mercy so one from each role the only, I think people are not as upset about this one, except for the Mercy mains. 
um, on the Blizzard forums, but that's it. Yeah, um, and going from six bands to three is yeah. the other thing. So they're experimenting with only three. I think this will not have much of an impact at all because I think all three of those heroes, like if they did three bands, they should have done like the top play. Like I feel like they should try three bands with the top played heroes from each role first because I think these, I mean, these might be the top. Play. A lot of people play Mercy, I know, but I think Mercy is like one of the worst supports right now. Hanzo's pretty good. Wrecking Ball's good in certain situations, obviously. Um, but I think I don't I th- I think not having these three doesn't impact things too much in in my opinion doesn't affect the meta that much uh, besides making Mercy main switch off of their main um, but they can just play Moira who's pretty much as easy as Mercy <laughs> um, but yeah interesting bands I'm I'm just excited to play again with Diva Joe that's that that's the that's what I'm waiting for here. Um, there's a new experimental card though, Joe. It's true. Now that uh, we had all that hit scan banned, uh, now there's some changes to it. Uh, yeah. Which you know, in theory, that's probably why that happened. But uh, yeah, uh, April Fool's Day patch. Um, but it wasn't uh, any kind of balance thing. Just adding an experimental card. So looks like what five heroes got changed. Um, it's up as of yesterday, probably about a week. Um, and here we go. Ash gets a buff. Uh, <laughs> it's her, her gun, the Viper, which I always forget is the name of her gun, but that's the name of her gun. Magazine size increased from 12 to 15. Um, and a bullet point, uh, says shots no longer queue up the next shot if pressed slightly before recovery has finished. Um, which is a weird way of saying, uh, before you would shoot as many times as you clicked your mouse. Um, now you only shoot if you actually can, uh, like the recovery time. Um, so th- it'll it'll make a little bit more sense, hopefully, uh, with the hitscan gun. Unscope shots um, to reach maximum spread increase from four to six. So in other words, you can now shoot six times unscoped uh, before the spread um, starts taking effect, which is actually pretty big. Uh, unscoped shots can now be fired much more quickly after firing a scope shot. Uh, there's a really nice uh, video on Reddit going around uh, to demonstrate that, which is super nice. And you can now start reloading much more quickly after firing a scoped shot. Um, so lots of you know sort of gun quality of life things for Ash. Um, again, potentially after some of these changes that, uh, or after this uh, theoretically high intensity week uh, that she just had. Uh, Genji got a very slight buff. Uh, his secondary fire uh, shurikens, the recovery time between shots has been lowered from 0.75 seconds to 0.65 seconds. Uh, May's primary fire. Now, this is a very interesting change. Um, so her, her left click, uh, the, the freeze beam, uh, endothermic blaster maximum ammo reduced from 200 to 120. Um so, so I guess that's technically uh, for left and right click. You have a max ammo of 120. But for her right click specifically, um, the icicles, uh, projectiles that she can shoot, the ammo cost has been reduced from 20 to 10. So effectively now you can shoot 12 icicles with one um, with one um, magazine, I guess, if you <laughs> if you if you want to uh, call it that for the 
the freeze gun she has, but um, you can shoot 12 icicles up from 10, but um, you have uh, almost half as much um, left-click freeze as you used to before you have to reload, uh, which is super significant. That's Pretty big um, nerf. Pretty big. Yeah. And I feel like that might get um, uh, uh, tones tuned tune down or tuned up however you look at it um, uh, if this goes to PTR or if this gets patched onto live but um, you know obviously trying to reduce the effectiveness of the freeze um, without uh, sacrificing uh, like the right click icicles which uh, those are just you know more satisfying as far as that goes anyway uh, excuse me particularly when you're playing against May. Uh, Farah got a change again. Um, likely, I would think based on this past week of hero bands. Her rocket launcher. Um, they retuned the way the damage is calculated again. Uh, the explosion damage has been increased from sixty-five to eighty, and uh, the impact damage itself has been decreased from fifty-five to forty. Uh, essentially, taking uh, fifteen from one and putting it into the other. Which I didn't go back and look at um, uh, Farah's patch history. But um, it's the opposite of one of the most recent changes that's been made to her. I don't know if it's a revert or um, it's just tuning it down slightly. But there's a little bit more splash damage now. And so you're a little less reliant on direct hits. And Reinhardt, uh, his steadfast passive, the knockback resistance has been reduced from 50% to 30%. Uh, again, all these changes are on the experimental card and not live uh, at this point. Um... But I think that is a revert from from where I used to be, I want to say. I feel like it was 30% originally. Yeah. I can't remember. I, there have been there have been that, but I feel like it was a while ago if Reinhardt's been changed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm been, not sure. It's been a while since Reinhardt's been changed. But yeah, experimental stuff. Um if you haven't been following along with the experimental stuff, we got one experimental mode thing that did not make it to live ever and probably won't ever. That was the three DPS queue. Um, and then the second one was a PTR patch that they just put into experimental mode. And then it did come to live. This is different from the other two because of this isn't in a PTR patch. It's just an experimental. So it'd be interesting to see if this one goes live too, or if they'll like put it in PTR first after it's been in experimental mode and then go to live. They're they're really uh they're playing with how they do things here, Joe. It's interesting to see see the different hero bands every week and see what they're doing with experimental mode. I'll be interested to see what they do with these changes because I think I definitely could legitimately see all of these being in the game and it being fine. I think like the May nerf is probably too big. But I think everyone's fine with that currently. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think none of these changes are too significant. I think I could easily see them being live. So I'm interested to see if they have to do PTR first or what they're going to do. Um, but I always love the experimental card. Okay. Uh, the next piece of news is Boston Uprising and Mufin. Um, if you haven't, we talked haven't heard about it. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Um, Mufin got accused by, uh, I've only seen two accusations at this point, but I imagine there's much more that I haven't seen yet. Um, Joe, if you've seen any more, let me know, but, um, yeah, not that I know of. I mean, it's, 
when you're you know floating around twitter it gets kind of echoey so it's it's sometimes hard to tell but um yeah but two accusations on um mufin uh by some some ladies uh saying that he he was a little aggressive towards them and um maybe maybe flirting a little bit with underage girls uh so there i don't think as far as i know no underage girls have come out and said this quite yet um just these two women who are who are older than 18 um but either way the accusations say that from these from these girls say that Muffin was being very aggressive towards them which is not okay um no matter what their age is so um yeah if you haven't seen the accusations you can easily look them up on twitter uh, I'm not going to fuel into the drama at all anymore. I, of course, work for the uprising. I know as much as you do, um, except I like I know more about Mufin. I, I literally like never saw this side of him at all because he was just doing content in front of me. So I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you if if he was doing this or not. I don't know him that well. I can't give you any information on this guy. Sorry. Um, it's yeah, but literally like I know as much as you. So Yeah. But uh yeah, that's why he didn't play um obviously this past weekend. Um and I assume well uh, they won't be playing this this coming week. I was gonna say this I assume he won't play again. But um but yeah, while they conduct an investigation, I think is what they tweeted. Um Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's still what's happening. Um still yeah, they're just investigating him for now. So we'll see what the results are of that. I know one of the girls said that the that Blizzard investigated him too, or was investigating him, but didn't find anything. Um, so we'll see what's we'll see what's happening. Um, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as far for Ross, as far as that goes for Ross, it kind of kind of sinks losing your off tank right now especially right now when it's going to be hard to like fly people to boston um during the coronavirus specifically um but they got bruce and luckily still they were they were pretty loaded on tanks and bruce and looked pretty decent pretty pretty good i think he can improve for sure as time goes on so um Kind of stinks, but Boston just keeps getting hit with this with, with something. It, they just keep getting unlucky. It's super, yeah. uh, it's super rough. Um, some more uprising news, but this time for Uprising Academy. I'm 37 has made his return, um, to to some Overwatch here for with the Uprising Academy. Maybe he's doing another speed run, is what people are thinking. Um, and yeah, yeah. it was. It was uh, too too easy to start from the Overwatch League, so <laughs> although I guess he was he was on a contenders team uh, before he joined uh, Toronto too, but yeah, yeah, um, quick speed run maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean Uprising could use some DPS too, and that's coming as an outside. Like I have no clue what anyone's going to do. Um, I know yeah. people assume I know, but I know more. But I, especially right now when I'm working from home, I have n- like no, <laughs> no insight onto what's happening. So, um, speaking of coronavirus, Smex has it, um, which uh, stinks because Smex was the one who just got heart surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So it's you know concerning for uh, the team too a little bit, but I don't know what their situation is for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. This just stinks. It just stinks. Um, out of anyone who got it, like he just got heart surgery and was recovering from it, and now he has to deal with uh, COVID, which which sucks. Um, yeah. He hasn't tweeted since the 28th about it, but he said the, the symptoms are kind of mild too. So hopefully it's not that bad. Um, yeah. Some more Paris news. The hip has decided to um, leave the Paris Eternal and Overwatch in general. Is that right? This is from today. Yep. Yeah, he's just straight up done. Yeah, just done. Um Dang, that's kind of crazy. Um, I did see this news today, but I did, <laughs> the reason I'm reacting right now is I didn't let it settle in and, and in my brain yet, and now it has. I'm like, oh, he's just gone. Um, but yeah, Paris Eternal, lose hip. That kind of stinks. <laughs> um, yeah, anything to say about this this retirement, Joe? Uh, yeah, I know the speculation is... Uh we headed to Valorant. <laughs> they were people were investigating the accounts that he follows and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, just saying stuff about you know this is um, what's what's good for for where he is, like physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. So um, you know that's a good thing to follow. Absolutely. Yep, we could see some some more players to go to Valorant here. Um, pretty soon. Uh, I think tomorrow is the day where a bunch of content, Valorant content is going to be released. So could be, could, uh, could be yeah, seeing a little bit more of that, I guess. It's supposed to be more of a Counter-Strike com- competitor than an Overwatch competitor, but it is still a first-person shooter. So just because of that, you could see some Overwatch players move on over. Um, and I think closed beta for that starts April 7th is from my Twitter t- timeline. That's what I've learned. So um, our new section could have some more players leaving Overwatch for that pretty soon, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not be... uh, Overwatch League players, though. <laughs> yeah, it stinks when Overwatch League players leave, but we could see some contenders players, some maybe former Overwatch League players move on over too. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, last piece of news we talked about for a little bit, but the rest of Overwatch League regular season is going to be online. They've canceled all events. Um, and this is, they only mentioned regular season. They've not, they, they're hoping it, they have hope that the playoffs and grand finals, and I guess maybe an all-star event um, will still happen live. Um, Cause as I mentioned earlier, it would be very tough to do playoffs with teams from all over the world online because clearly they're separating teams by region right now for a reason, Joe. Um, they don't want to have, have sure. any ping issues or advantages. So uh, I, I'd imagine they're pushing hard for playoffs to be live in person. Um, and by then, it'll be August-ish. Um, hopefully, things will be cleared up by then. Um, be scary if they hadn't. Uh, but yeah. Uh, kind of sad, I guess. Do you think? I mean, is is this? 
a sign is this a really bad sign joe here that is it is it gonna hurt the league that this first season we didn't get to fully see the fully realized um sort of schedule of travel and stuff like that i mean um you know on the one hand i kind of assume it will but only to say that like it's not anything but what we expected you know because there's nothing that could have been done to to come up with some different result yeah so i mean there'll be there'll be some some ways that the league is suffering and and will continue to but i mean just like every single other thing in the world is going to be you know affected by it in one way or the other um um, and, and, and lots of ways in, in the case of the Oversleep, but I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, not much that could have been done about it as far as that goes. Yeah. Pretty sad. Um, but we'll, we'll still get Overwatch. That's, that's all I mean. We'll get a season three champion, I guess, hopefully. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for the news. I guess we can move on to week nine predictions. Um, how did we do last week, Joe? I can't even remember what I picked, but I, I don't. Uh, think yeah, I last week, um, three of the four matches that we predicted actually happened. Um, so th- that's a start. <laughs> uh, but but um, yeah, as, as far as that goes, we both had uh, one correct. I believe you had Hangzhou over um, Chengdu, and I had. Um, <sighs> What did I pick? That was right. Soul, yeah, soul over, soul over gladiators. Soul over gladiators. Yeah, uh, um, we both had, we both had shock beating, um, gladiators. I think it was. Dang, I think one for three. I can't afford that at this point. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, uh, yeah, eleven and thirteen out of twenty-three now is what we're sitting at. Okay, so, we, we got to get a little bit better, Joe. I, I'll admit it. Um, especially me, I'm behind here. Uh, but maybe we, maybe we start this week, this, this week's hero bands. If you didn't see, um, a cat pick, uh, out, out our hero <laughs> bands and become our hero, Nori, uh, May McCree, Brig, Wrecking Ball should make, should make for some interesting comps. We finally get no May, which is great. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, but yeah, let's pick, let's pick some games. Of course, Joe has to pick first since he's in the lead. And the first game we're predicting is that coveted rematch already. We get to see it again. <laughs> Los Angeles Valiant versus the San Francisco Shock. Um, is this a new week for the Shock? Are they reborn? Was it just the hero bands? Was it just a bad week? Uh, will LA Valiant pull off this upset twice in a row, Joe? Will they do it? Yeah, that's the question. Um, I... Uh, I think I'm going to kind of play it safe with this pick just a little bit, um, as far as that goes, but, um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick shock, uh, again on this series, um, which, uh, obviously they, they did lose the Valiant last week. Um, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, assume that they had, um, uh, like we said, just sort of an off week and are going to be back. Uh, to to some kind of fighting form um, uh, here in week nine, and certainly uh, a fighting form good enough to to beat the Valiant. 
Yeah, I'm going to stick with the shock too, unfortunately. Valiant haven't quite earned quite earned my trust here for this one yet. It's Valiant have two games this weekend. Shock only have this one. I think that's another good reason. I, I would be surprised if Krusty isn't just digging down on all these players for this last weekend, and I think they'll show up big this weekend and probably 3-0 the Valiant. I think I think Shock's the pick here. Um, next, we have Chengdu Hunters, Shanghai. This is another rematch, correct, where um, this is the one Chengdu won 3-0. This is the one Shanghai lost. Um. Can they bounce back this time, Joe? Can they can they reverse it against the Chengdu Hunters? Because that's that's what it seems like all the Chinese teams want to do. So will it happen? Uh, yeah, I think uh, on my end, I'm going to assume um, that that was not a fluke. Again, potentially a, um, a uh, surprising decision, I guess. Um, but I'm going to give it to Chengdu again. I mean, they're going to have, um, you know, a uh, couple couple solid matches against um Guangzhou and then and then Shanghai um this upcoming week but um I think when they when they play well and they they did play well against Shanghai um they have the potential to to absolutely take that as we've seen um hmm <sighs> I don't know. God, these Chinese this these Chinese games are the hardest to predict, Joe. I don't like it. They're, they're all so good. Yeah, I mean, we've we've got nothing to go on, so <laughs> I'm gonna go Shanghai because Wrecking Ball's banned. Um, that'll be my answer. Among can't play as Wrecking Ball. They're gonna lose. I'm going Shanghai. Ooh, that's true. Um, we got a return of Philadelphia and Washington this week. We didn't see either of them last week. We get to see them again. These teams have played this season, right? And Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Won. Uh, oh, like they played each other. I think they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Philadelphia won because Philadelphia's only lost to Paris so far. So this is the return of Philadelphia in an online format. Um, they're still considered by most people to be one of the best teams in this league, despite losing to Paris. Um, what happens here, Joe? Do, do they continue to to dominate, or does does just pick up a nice little upset? Yeah, I'm going to say this match was much easier uh, to predict. Um, and give it to Philly. Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> hopefully, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember how they did in their past matchup. I feel like it was not very close. No, I don't think uh, but I, but uh, it's it still it, it could have been close back then. It still can be close now, um, but uh, yeah, I think Philly's coming out on top. Yeah, I'll go Philly too. Uh, hard hard to pick against them. They're they're pretty pretty good. And then the last game of the weekend, uh, we get to see the return of the Dallas Fuel, and they're facing uh, the Los Angeles Valiant. Uh, of course, um, they played in week one already and the Los Angeles Valiant won three to one. Uh, will the tables turn here? It's hard to see them turning, especially after the Valiant beat the San Francisco shock and Dallas fuel is considered probably the worst team out of the teams playing over there in the Pacific, uh, area right now. But, um, do you think they, they do you think their return to the overwatch league, uh, 
has a win in store for them or or is it just more of the more of the losing for Dallas Fuel here? Yeah, I'm going to say the Valiant are on a roll. Um, they're going to they're going to brush off their loss to Shock uh, earlier in the week, or I guess on Saturday, um, and and come back and take it over Dallas um, on Sunday, which again might be, uh, you, you know, I could see it going the other way, particularly since Dallas hasn't played in a long time. Uh, you know, that's uh, usually thought of as an advantage um, for the team that's been on a break, but. Um, but, but yeah, I'm going to give it to the value. I mean, they've they've looked really nice, um, and I think KSP and KSF are only getting better together um, as they as they go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to once again pick with you, Joe, and go with the Los Angeles Valley. Um, yeah, I can't pick Dallas Field here. It would, although I feel like I need to, I can't. I can't do it. Um, I'm going Los Angeles Valley, and I think they're a better team, so I'll pick them. All right. Well, that's it for our picks, and that's pretty much it for our show. Um, another nice episode. We're, we're back to Overwatch League, and looks like we're going to have this online format here for a while, so it'll be interesting to see the schedule come out and what that's going to be like. I'm sure we're, we're going to have some some very long weekends at some point here because we got to we got to we still have a lot of matches to catch up for on for some of these teams so that'll be interesting um but yeah if you want to follow us on social media our personal twitter accounts mine is at jw george iv joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc that's inc our show has a twitter at on the flank show you can keep up to date um with the standings for our picks and stuff like that our power rankings via that twitter uh, you can email us on theflankshow at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any topics you'd like to talk about, any questions, any concerns, any comments. Uh, just email us, tweet at us. You are listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, on my personal YouTube channel. That's John George. You're going to most likely find that via my Twitter. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Pot, uh, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Enjoy another weekend of some Overwatch League action.